0: Live and direct. It's Beards Cats and Indie Game Audio. Alright, so we do this? We're ready? Yes. Ready good? Good? You've got clacky lozenges in your mouth. You've got water. I swallowed
1: mine. So I'll never take a mint again, as long as I live in a fart mint. You <laughs> <laughs> might grow a tree. <laughs> a menthol tree. <laughs> <laughs> is that what is that what
0: koala is he? Yeah. <laughs> Alright. Uh, I'm Matthew Martinson. I'm Gordon Mclattery And I'm
2: Damien Cats. This is Beards Cats and Indie Game Audio. Damien's introducing himself voice is very smooth.
1: He's good, he's got got it. I got
2: this clacky lozenge that I'm working on and uh, four days of conversation, screaming. Yeah. Um, You don't sound
0: nearly as fried. So yeah, we're at GDC. Yeah. 2016, 2016, GDC, we're here.
2: Um, You don't sound as fried as I do. Really? Yeah. That's a perspective thing, I think, from the inside probably sound worse no you probably. just got you just got
1: a radio voice now it's like yeah. it's like the edge. edge the edge just got lopped off
2: uh, it's nice not to be speaking at a volume yeah. that is much louder than a whisper right now and I tell you <laughs> I'm sinking into it yes. in just the best way <laughs> So I mean, maybe a, that's a technique. Yeah. I mean, I don't do VL, right? But maybe screaming for four days straight yeah. and then go into the session, it's like, I've seen. Just work one out of every five days. <laughs> Damn, is it smooth? I always kind of wish that I
0: had, like, a bunch of lines for, like, harsh guard or something, like, just that you needs this fried voice and just line it up and go like, all right, I'm going to go back to my hotel and record a bunch of lines at the end of the day because there's no guard. way I can get this voice, like,
2: not by doing this. Guard. Doesn't doesn't every game need that? Yeah.
1: yeah. Guard that forgets stuff. places. <laughs>
2: Ooh. Ooh. You want yeah, to unpack so, that? You yeah, know right. That. Okay, you know so what that. happened
1: to me this morning is I went to Super Duper Burger um, <laughs> with Cure, which is a great place, and I like <laughs> it even Duper more Burger. now. <laughs> <laughs> Sponsorship. <laughs> had, my bre- had my breakfast sandwiches, left for like 10 seconds, realized I did not, did not have my bag. Went back into Super Duper Burger. Bag was f- f- straight up gone from where I'd left it. I asked the counter, and they're like, no bag, sorry. And I was mm. like ah shit Crying. it doesn't like it doesn't have my wallet or anything in it but it did have my GDC pass which is fairly valuable yeah and all my business cards which is just really annoying and I mean valuable as well <laughs> I suppose <laughs> potential yeah. value so I came back to me well I panic messaged you yeah said I was going to be late came and asked about a new pass they yeah, said like you gotta buy it so Dollar. so I was logo. like I'm not buying it without a fight <laughs> <laughs> So I went back to Super Duper Burger, asked again, the girl put in a little more effort, and asked the busboy, and he was like, heck yes, I have a bag. So I got my bag back, and here I am inside the building. Sweet. Yeah, all of thank yeah. goodness. But,
0: so, for those of those that don't know,
2: Damien, who are you? Right, my name is Damien Kaspar. Unpack yourself. I'm a technical sound designer for video games. <laughs> Which basically means uh, I don't... You also work at a smooth jazz radio station? Smooth jazz. It's it's really smooth, baby. (laughs) Uh, So generally speaking, I don't create any content. So I don't make music. I don't make a lot of sounds. Normally I wouldn't. Uh, And I'm not a programmer. Not so good with the ones, zeros, and maths. Uh, But there's that kind of middle ground where a sound needs to be tied to the game engine and played back appropriately and technical sound design and that is just a niche that i fell into and, and fell into love with so. right cool so
1: is that do you work primarily just with what do you think or is it uh, well so seven years
2: freelancing in? right on my way in uh to the industry and i work with everything i work with uh fmod i worked with wise i worked with direct music producer i worked with a bunch of proprietary systems for lucas arts for naughty dog for visceral um uh, did i ever hustle some miles i don't think so um but i really do love tools right i think we we all need them in some ways uh and so i kind of made it um passion to investigate all the different potential options, mm-hmm. and I do find myself primarily working with Wise yeah. uh, right now because I have taken my first in-house job uh, in, at PopCap, where I've been for the last two years up in Seattle. Right.
1: Sweet. awesome. Yeah.
2: Well, it's,
1: it's an it's interesting niche to fall into. Yeah. We say Do we say niche as Canadians, or okay. have I just I always say, said it wrong? I think I, I would say niche.
0: Yeah. It's but I don't know thing. if that's a Canadian thing. I think it's a Canadian thing. Yeah,
2: it's. Anyways. I think it's a, boot, a it's a boot-a-niche. A boot-a-niche. Yeah. <laughs> is that one of the, like a cummerbund? I don't know. It's a boot-a-niche. <laughs> oh, no, it's a flower that goes in your lapel. I thought that was a boot <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah. So the boot niche is the cummerbund. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's a near? But though? you wear it with a toque. <laughs> yes. You only wear it to very specific events. Right. You might say niche, I'm, niche events. I'm actually... <laughs> <laughs> Who is this Nietzsche? Uh, off the rails. <laughs> okay, so, well, how do you find yourself specifically working with middleware? Right. I feel like that would be a. Someone starting out today might have a really hard time uh,
2: finding a career there. Uh, well, so it was interesting because uh, on the way in, um, it was seemingly this idea of a person who's sole responsibility is the care and handling of content mm-hmm. in relation to the game engine. Uh, you know, it was an already established thing. The audio implementer, yeah, right, I think as I was beginning my trajectory, was seen as kind of an entry-level position. Right. It was the kind of thing you would get on the way to becoming a sound designer to becoming a composer for games right Right? and in a lot of ways that's that was great it's like um, a stepping stone to something more and gaining a greater understanding for you know the unique side of games and sound which is the interactivity and that dynamic potential right Um, but I guess I wasn't really happy with that being a stepping stone right I wasn't really interested in Um, in just using that to leapfrog into something else. I just loved it as its own thing. And what I found moving forward with it was that really there was a gap Mm -hmm. a lot of times. Um, There were folks who really enjoyed just living in the DAW, cranking out amazing content. Mm -hmm. And when it came time to hit the game engine, just slowed down perilously. Right. uh, In in the integration side. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, and and it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a, you know, dark art, you know, how to get sounds into a game and play them back well, Mm -hmm. uh, beyond just a play sound, play looping sound, stop loop, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, I guess, luckily for me, it seemed like that happened at a time when, middleware started to gain a bit of firmer footing yeah this was around 2006 which you know with wise celebrating their 10-year anniversary in 2016 yeah you know i was at the first gdc where they launched and it was like to me kind of a harbinger for what i wanted to do in in the best way right uh so i kind of circling back to your question you know like the intimidation of stepping into a box that um that just has a bunch of wires hanging out of it. Yeah. Uh, you know, does not create a content that is auditionable on its own. Right. Right. Without shoveling in some sounds and some music. Yeah. Right. Or, uh, you know, certainly there's prototyping capabilities in these tools now, right? Yep. Which gives you that. But the techniques that you use, um, you know, are so game specific past a certain point, that uh, I can see where that would be kind of freaky to figure out. I think the benefit on the side of people who are um, coming to grips with it is, A, uh, the documentation, not necessarily from the developers, but across um, all of game audio. Yeah pretty fantastic Just ton of knowledge share, which when I was coming in it was like so I can read this API doc yeah. and try to get a handle on what these abstract programming concepts mean yeah. or I can try to get a hold of you know some of these esoteric tools like Direct Music Producer or Creative Labs had this crazy tool, tool called uh, ISACT okay. not to be confused with XACT Right, right. Which was also, you know, on its way there for a while. Yeah. So I guess maybe where I'm going with that is that there's so much out there right now. Mm There's so much for a person to get their hands around. Not just, I can get this tool, I have these resources that people have contributed, I have these really good examples, and even in some cases, Mm walkthroughs for these techniques that I would hasten to say that any intimidation could be quickly slain by the (laughs) amount of. Content out there uh, aimed at helping to bridge that gap for someone.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the amount of filling in the community has done, where documentation has either been spotty or lacking, yeah. is is fairly amazing. Yeah, like, you know, maybe it doesn't come from the official whoever. But, like, people have done tutorials and write ups and so much stuff. That, yeah, there's Facebook groups and, like, there's so many places to go ask questions.
1: Yeah, yeah. it's interesting how the formal document has kind of deteriorated to community support Yeah, by just other people in the industry. Like, like we're speaking of exact, like, there are still people using it. And the only way you can use it is by talking to other people. Like, yeah. all the documentation
2: has been, like completely deleted from history purged <laughs> yeah. gone from the internet yeah yeah and uh, you think of uh, how game engine middlewares have progressed I guess you don't call game engines middleware do you no you call them just straight up wear. <laughs> but um, you know to the point where if you're working in one of them and come up against a wall you know you should very quickly hit the internet with exactly that question and within a few hits probably have eight answer yeah. that someone has contributed because yeah. uh, what is great about the middleware movement and or hotware Topware, of game wear. engines <laughs> is that uh, it immediately levels the playing field for people, yeah. gives them a common language uh, and raises the bar of common understanding, mm-hmm. right? And I've definitely felt like on my way in, there's all these tools locked behind doors, I can't touch them, I can't right. see them. Uh, and, and talking about them was very difficult. Sharing yeah. right. between different developers um, was really hard. Yeah. Uh, and so here we have middleware enters the picture, all of a sudden we have a common language we can talk about events. We've agreed yes, that is a yes, thing, yes. right? We can talk about the, volume. The Phillips in, screwdriver. Yeah. <coughs> nomenclature. We know, uh, and, and again, 10 short years ago, volume was measured in zero to one, right? Right. Today okay. we have dB, right? Yeah. And okay. audio has always had dB outside of game audio, mm-hmm. but the programmer-centric nature of games historically meant that some of the first-to-market tools hadn't quite embraced audio outside of, you know, zero to one for volume. Hmm. Uh, And so, anyway, so now we have these kind of emerging standards or standards that have emerged. I I feel like everyone's just so much smarter about how they approach things. Um, And, you know, while, while... many things have gotten easier right yeah. uh, playing a sound looping a sound communicating to your programmer this needs to, uh, to play to, to stop etc um, a lot of things are easier that doesn't mean there aren't still problems the problems to solve are just um, maybe more complex mm-hmm. or they're more creative or uh, they're different right, right. We, yeah. but the things we can do right out of the box are much greater Mm -hmm. And and then we have to push push harder on the technology to do the really fun stuff, right? Yeah.
0: Um, Something I was thinking about, like you you were saying, when you broke in, it was the entry level. It feels a lot like that sort of flipped. (coughs) Yeah, totally. To me, that the technical sound designer is is farther up the chain now, and the like, just creating the assets, you know, is more of the the
1: lower entry spot. Yeah, well, it's like, think about how many um, people just play with Ableton for fun versus how many people just play with Wise yeah. for fun. So
0: I was, <laughs> I was kind of thinking while you're talking, um, how much do you think the explosion of audio middleware has helped flip that?
2: I mean, that's a great question. Um, you may not have an answer. That's okay. I think it's more the right.
1: explosion of DAWs that has helped flip that. Yeah? Because, so the, because the, the, it's so much easier to create well, mainly music. People yeah. are making music everywhere. Everyone thinks they have a good handle on DAWs. Right. But you can't it's very difficult to use middleware until somebody's made something in a DAW. Right. So that becomes the specialist. So yeah. so they are more user friendly now. So they're
2: so now the middleware is, is a specialist. Yeah, I mean I would mm-hmm. agree with that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, is I don't know if it's fair to say that the complexities of integration are more than the complexities of creating a sound or creating music. Yeah. Not fair, right? Because it depends how all, you're creating sound. All complex arts, mm-hmm. yeah. right? And honestly, you can record a sound with a microphone, put it right in the game. You can play a sound and you're done. Yeah. And both of these things are easily accessible to people uh, either on the technical side or on the uh, well let's say on the middleware side of the DAW side yeah, yeah. right um, but I guess so it one uh, thing we don't uh, have a lot of standards for in our industry is talking about job roles mm-hmm. right yeah um, we have this idea of a sound designer a junior sound designer sound designer senior sound designer yeah right etc
0: my kind of like job title beef yeah is the straight out of school, indie project, I'm an audio director. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, technically you're the you are the audio vision of this game. But to a lot of people, you're not an audio you're not directing people. And to me, like an audio director, that's part of that job description. It's sure. like you're directing a team, not directing the audio vision of a game per se.
2: Yeah. Yeah, interesting. Uh, you know, But
0: there's also, there's no reason why, you know, people can't. There's right. saying there's no standards, so there's nothing stopping
2: anybody mm-hmm. from calling themselves
0: an audio director. Oh, well, I, I've done it. I, <laughs> <laughs> Not director. I, I mean. was, I was you know, for the longest time at Clay, I was the audio department. Yes. <laughs> that was my job title.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, but th- so we also then have maybe the strata of audio implementer mm-hmm. and technical sound designer you know and, and I feel the, like
1: technical sound designer is actually a very broad term as well also true because I know Mike or Mark Mark Kilborn last year was like technical sound designers use code right but sure. I'm finding that it's not the case
2: not always yeah. not always um and um right and even within that uh we could diversify right yeah uh, I'm a music designer right I'm a music implementer I'm a You know, technical music design. We don't have good verbiage for this, right? Yeah. Um, Or I am a VO integration specialist. Yeah. You know, there are folks whose pretty much lifeblood is to go from script to game uh, and everything in between Mm -hmm. with VO. And and that's a thing. The people who handle
0: sports games. Ooh, yeah. Announcers. Like, that is such a niche specialized thing that... Can almost just have its own job title of like I'm a I'm a, a sports games announcer implementer,
1: mm-hmm. you know? Yeah,
0: because that's that's a specific skill set right yeah, there. Totally, it's a lot totally of lines. I'm a like I'm a, a car game engine implementer. Yeah, for
1: sure. You know? Yeah. Niche. Yeah. No, I'm terrified of somebody trying to hire me for a car wow. game someday. <laughs> I think I'd just be like, no. <laughs> no. I'll, you'll need a challenge someday. And you'll be yeah, ready. I guess so. Yeah. I don't like cars as much as Matt does. But. Yeah. I'd, <laughs> I'd like to do a car game again. Yeah. But it would mostly
0: be like, I want to go record really like crazy cars. Yeah. yeah. I do to listen to you know, deafening things. I once uh, was at my car mechanic and they were, they had a, an M3 V8 on the dyno with the rear wheels off. It was one of those like the pack ones not the roller ones and so they take off the rear wheels and it basically sits there and goes a hundred miles an hour with you standing next to it and it was kind of terrifying yeah but really exciting too like just the sound it was like yeah. I was standing behind the car and my pant legs are moving like <laughs> I, I got a quick little recording it was back when I only had my H4 and it just blew it Bush. out right <laughs>
2: yeah there's no pad on that <laughs> Yeah. It's
0: like this is something <laughs>
2: Totally. Yeah. So niche. There's lots of them, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I guess what I would say is that, you know, the maybe one way that technical sound design has become a thing is that it seems like developers have come to grips with the potential for audio, yep. and for yep. the and the dynamic potential for audio beyond just the play sound. Play looping, Um, and and in order, uh, you know, once they have embraced that, they are looking for people who are willing to go beyond that, you know, simple paradigm. Mm -hmm. And to me, that then elevates it into, you know, an art form beyond just the simple connection of sound to the game, playing sound, stopping a sound, but then the systems design. Uh, for a game in order to not only support the game, but also to, you know, dynamically modify the sound in relation to the game and player input. Um, You know, I think developers are quicker to embrace that Mm -hmm. now than they maybe ever were. Or maybe the tools have begot that synergy. Yes, yeah, yeah. Being well,
1: it, well, it's shown a lot of developers what can be done. Like usually, once they work with it once, they're okay.
2: Yeah, pretty much.
1: Um, though I do have one developer very frustrated with Buzz right now, still, and will not want to work with it again. I think, which maybe is my failing. I don't know. Um,
0: but well, it's 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 kind of like we talk a lot about like uh, people. At least I talk a lot about people that I'm at GDC. Yeah, um, this kind of concept of that there's some studios you don't fit with there's a studio fit yes maybe for some people there's there's not a middleware fit
1: yeah yeah it, it well he, mean, he's it's a, just like
0: that's not right the, the yeah. right middleware for you
1: well i think he had a his argument is okay and it's basically he's like i feel like we're trying to pound in a finishing nail with a sledgehammer <laughs> like it's a super powerful tool for a game that might not need
2: quite that much power yeah but I'm not sure we'd have any fewer problems with any of the alternatives. Well, and I mean, there is, there is a propensity in games for developers to have control. Yes. When they don't have control, they get nervous. Yeah. And middleware abstracts a level of control and puts it in the hands of a third party. Yeah. Which, again, seems to be something that developers inherently... Uh, mistrust mm-hmm. uh, and maybe a lot of developers aren't willing to have that relationship mm-hmm. with the third party. Um, I don't know. Uh, I've seen a lot of developers who work with other tools like Unity. The Unity representative swings by the studio. They're hanging out and answering questions, helping to poke holes in optimizations or just generally being a part of you know, the service of their engine. Right, and I think that um, sometimes developers don't even realize that's a thing. Yeah. Right, and I, I know the same is true. Support from all of the audio middleware tools is extremely quick, so, you know, responsive. Yeah. And focused on solving problems. Mm-hmm. But if a developer is not willing to uh, build the bridge and build the relationship in order to have a good relationship, right? Then um, you know, there's. I, I'm not. I'm not sure whether I would want to point fingers and say there's a failing there,
1: mm-hmm.
2: but um, but I think that the sledgehammer to finishing nail analogy is fine. Some you know, um, I don't drive a Ferrari to work. Yeah. Right. I don't have a car anyway. But <laughs> chill, right? Um, but at the same time. You know, you don't have to drive 100 down the one-way street, Yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. And I think that ideally what middleware does is just get you to that set of commonality feature-wise faster. Right. And, again, if you take middleware out of the equation, the developer now has control to build out that specific functionality. But they can't go 100 down the one-way street if they want. Uh, and they are on a bicycle, they might not even be able to go sixty, yeah, without pedaling really hard, yeah, right, yeah, and so I think um yeah, it's I mean, kind of a future proofing let's
1: get all the hard
2: stuff out of the way first, well, and like you said, right, once a developer goes in and yeah. they've like they've seen the pressure that it takes off of them yes. when it's working well right mm-hmm. when when the tools are in the hands of the audio folks, yeah, you know, wow, it's like no really just call this event. We're good. Yeah. I'm going to push and pull some parameters. I'm going to set some states. I'm going to flip the music switches. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just going to, it's just going to work, man. Send the event. Yeah. yeah. Um, and if and, it doesn't work,
0: I'll fiddle around and make it work. Yeah. yeah. You don't have to do anything ever again. Don't
2: spin. Yeah. Right. Just let me know. And I'm on it. Yeah. And so when that relationship, uh, cements itself, like you said, it's like, Okay. Yeah, I can't imagine ever not working like this, because I'm a game developer. I'm a programmer. You know, I have things in my purview that I care deeply about. Mm-hmm. Audio is one of those things. But with someone in that role, it is their responsibility to care yeah. deeply about it. Yeah. And and I think most developers are happy when that relationship works. It's one of the things I've been
0: telling a lot of people this, this time around when, when we're talking about middleware, like, you know, in the indie scene, you, you work a lot more fully on So you have to sell a lot more developers on these mm-hmm. ideas of these things is if you're trying to sell it, your, your developer on middleware, don't try to convince them how much cool stuff you're going to do. Yeah. Convince them how much time they're going to save. Yeah. Because that's a concept that they will more quickly buy into. Yes. And then the cool stuff is the add-on, like I'm also going to get to do this cool stuff, but I'm gonna save you hours and not bother you and mm-hmm. like be able to like once we're running we're yeah. we're gone.
2: Yeah. yeah, Well an interesting historical footnote, right, is that when Audio Kinetic hit the ground with Wise in two thousand six, the license for it was eighty thousand dollars. Holy cow. Yeah. And the argument from their side was that it was that it would replace the time of a programmer. Right. And then, then some, I'm sure. Yeah. And that was, I don't think they were meaning that you did, wouldn't need to have one. Yeah, but it's, I mean, it's like you had another one. Yeah. Exactly, because yeah. now the the tools and the pipeline are in the hands of the audio person. Right. And so obviously they came to terms with that. They yeah. had some good early adopters who helped, um, you know, elevate the the tool of the middleware Uh, and then they were able to find a way to scale that appropriately and continue to go wider and wider Mm -hmm. to the point where in the last couple years we now have all these very various tiered licensing structures across all of the audio middlewares which i think is a fantastic development yeah yeah yeah, that
1: sort of lowering the bar of entry for people is really
2: great. Yeah,
1: really great. I know a lot more beginning sound designers using Middleware now than I did even just
2: two or three years ago. Totally. Way more. Totally. And, well, and, and the question of why wouldn't you? Yeah. Again, it gets you there faster. We have this common language. Developers, as they move through their their games, Yeah. I mean, isn't it nice to be able to, to continue a dialogue using a language you've already learned. Yeah. Yeah, um, exactly. That seems like a super win.
1: Yeah.
2: And I don't know if the awareness has spread
1: and developers caring more about sound now, I think. Yeah. I don't know. I'm making it. I'm picking up a game, uh, being made in Game Maker, though. And, you, and you, can't, you can't hook up middleware. You can. Not easily. <laughs> Jamie's friend made a plugin. There's a He's a now. kid in Richmond. I'm not relying on a kid in Richmond for support <laughs> for 2014-wise for one specific version. True. True. Fair enough. We, can, yeah. we started the integration process, but then I had a terrible week in yeah. Fantastic Contraption where we are getting all kinds of errors that I didn't know how to fix. Oops. And that pissed off my programmer. Yep. Um, and I know that this developer is junior to the programmer that was getting pissed off. Yeah. At, <laughs> at Unity and Wise so I was like we're not doing this but now he's making us our own tool in Game Maker and he's super excited about it and I'm more excited about that than I would be using Wise I think right now because it's because of the integration pain and suffering yeah and the fact that we get to we get to sculpt this tool from the ground up yeah Within these limitations, which is really fun. And he's... Yeah. He's he's had... He got way, he got more done in two days than he thought he was going to get done in two weeks. That's awesome. So he's excited about it. So that's... If you've got something... If you've got... It kind of goes, like, broadly.
0: If you've got somebody excited about something, yeah. you're going to get better results. Oh, anything. absolutely. So you know? It's like when I talk to... Try to get people in the office to do VO stuff for me. I only take the people who are excited and want to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Because I can... You can be... Not that great of an actor, but I can coach you and teach you if you want to do this. If yeah. you don't want to do this, I'm never going to get anything good out of you. Yeah. So if he's excited to make an audio tool,
2: then it's gonna. It's almost you it phrase stuff. it
1: as, like programmers love making tools.
2: Yeah. Well, let's but let's <laughs> let's roll back a bit. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Because, um, do you have an audio programmer, Clay? No. No. Do you have a programmer that devotes time to programming audio for you? No,
0: not specifically,
2: and, and in that way, I would I would say that uh, so tools yeah. maybe right, yes. uh, but tools for audio is a question mark for me because yeah. mm-hmm. not only do you need to be enthusiastic about tools, yeah, you need to be enthusiastic about audio, yeah, and so I know that having the dialogue and being able to collaborate is a power powerful thing, yeah, right, but. Um, but the, the true programmer who embraces audio pleasurably mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is, uh, is a hard thing to find in it's many units. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, and so, and so I, again, this kind of circles back around. It's like, if your developer is fired up and ready to take that challenge on, the hope is that they are passionate about audio. Yeah. Right? And if they're not, I'm sorry. Yeah. Right? Because you will get something that may be great, may be a great tool, but might not have audio's best interest in mind. You might get zero to one for your volume. Right, right. And, and I think that that's, um, that's what middleware has elevated Right. Um, So, but again, there's, like you were saying, a total time and a place to like roll your own because you have a specific thing and you have someone passionate about it. Uh, The kind of textbook case is car games. Yeah. Vehicle simulators. It's like, here is something that is very unique. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Across studios. Now, should I say was very unique? Yeah. Because once upon a time that's all there was is homegrown uh you know proprietary solutions for for racing games yeah Yeah. and you know we've got forza uh working with fmod and i'm not sure who um is doing the f1 games and what engine they're using but i could have swore I there's a chatter in my brain that says they are using a middleware solution now yeah right uh and so again I said it was an exception but that has changed yeah. right polyphonic digital has always rolled their own and will probably always roll their own mm-hmm. polyphony digital one of those yeah
1: yeah is EA still use did EA switch to frostbite for um, frostbite NFS, need for speed for yeah. NFS yeah so uh should we wait for this to pass? Yeah, sure. Super Duper has really good coffee. Surprisingly yeah. good coffee for okay. a fast food drink. Yeah, right. Okay, good to know. Um, I think, like, I like this better than Starbucks for sure. Cool. But that's, I guess, not saying a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, all be snobby is. has just shot through the
0: roof. Already, the um, the snobbiest coffee place I've ever been to. Not stick. No. no. Reykjavik Roasters in Iceland. Oh, in Iceland, okay. They measure weight every shot, like the coffee grounds that go into every shot, they measure every single one. I've never seen anybody else do that. So you go up and you're like, you know, I want a flat white, it's like, all right. It zeroes out the scale, puts the thing on it, zeroes it out, puts the coffee in, perfect, <laughs> wow. Tamps it, does it. So we Performance got, art. Yeah, we got our coffees, and they then you do the nice thing on the top of it. And my girlfriend was like, it's it's almost a shame to put sugar in this because she's like, I'm going to just... Oh, no, you, you, you just. Yeah. The response was, well, don't. Yes.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> With complete disdain that That's you were I, going to, like, ruin I this feel coffee when you put not. sugar. <laughs> it was the it's best. Good, I'm trying to find... Somewhere in Vancouver mm-hmm. That like Weighs every shot I mm-hmm. want to find the Like that
1: level <laughs> I think The closest Moha the, the nicest places I've been to Moha And yeah. Matchstick Matchstick doesn't weigh though Yeah Oh um they probably don't either There's that place On Hash and Broadway um, That's uh There's a There's like a pub In Seattle With the same name Alicia Alicia Yeah um, Interesting Alicia Brew Pub
0: Right, uh, revolver is pretty snobby. Okay,
1: okay,
2: and
0: I always mean that like coffee snobbery and like the best of whites. That's better. Yeah, like coffee. you can count on it. Yeah. It is better coffee. But uh, I don't. I don't mean that derogatory at all. Sure. Yeah. I
1: mean yeah. you want good coffee, don't you? Yes. I. I. I I've, 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 here's my tragic story. So Caitlin and I live at like Fraser and Broadway. And then there's Maine, which has a bunch of cool stuff, The Commercial has a bunch of cool stuff. But Frasers in the middle; and these yeah. are like kind of far away. And they fi- they finally opened up a coffee shop like right across the street from us. And I was like, yes. I looked in, I saw all the machines. They have all the stuff. I went and got a cup of coffee, and it was terrible. Oh, <laughs> worst cup of coffee I've ever had. <laughs> Google. Like they just need uh. some white and blue stripes hipster to come in and show them how it's done <laughs> seriously seriously um so still noisy
0: yeah, it's, still it's still noisy but i don't i own our ex, so i don't care and big. we've put out episodes that we filmed in the car yeah so you know okay like relative Fair. not a big deal all right <laughs> Gone. it <laughs> easy all that we took a pause, I'll probably leave that all in. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Coffee snobbery yeah, uh, that's at good. GDC. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: so one of the other things that I want to talk about with you about. Is it, I hope it's the same thing I want to talk about. Is community. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You
1: are a kind great, of my favorite. You are a great pillar of the game audio community in Seattle. Mm. Thanks. But you haven't been in Seattle for super long either, right? It's true. It two years. Were you, were you doing anything like that from where you came from?
2: Uh, scenes way right? smaller in uh, Minneapolis, okay. where I was before moving across the country to Seattle yep. two years ago. Yep. And I ended up um, aligning myself more around the developer meetups in town, okay. which uh, were led by a guy named Zach Wendt And he was able to pull folks together, uh, you know, topics that were relevant, much smaller scene that had grown and grown and grown over the, you know, seven odd years that I had been a part of it. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it was interesting because for years and years, it was me at the meetup representing audio. Yeah. Uh, I did a, a tour of duty on the West Coast for three years bounced back to Minneapolis when I got back, Zach had taken over the meeting, started to grow the community a bit, uh, you know, and all of a sudden a year or two in there's another audio person. Ah. And the two of us spawned, we hug, Tori Kamal, fantastic guy, and you know, we trade off uh, presentations, yeah. you know, every year. Cool. You know, keep it in the in the zeitgeist within the community Uh, and now after having left again there's like five six audio folks back in Minneapolis so I'm like where were (laughs) y'all thanks for showing up now that I'm gone but you know it's cool there's a bunch of them here at GDC and and so I feel like it's it's a growing scene when I uh, when I was traveling around doing freelance work because I would often get uh, parachuted in and dropped on the ground at a developer Right. Um, I always was interested in chatting with anyone who was around, right? Yeah. I just like to talk to yeah. folks, hear what they're working on, hear their perspectives and so I, it would often be really easy for me to just say, hey I'm in town, I got two weeks putting the flag on the moon, y'all come out Let's yeah. do this. And if people were around, they would, and that's great. So as I was freelancing and contracting with PopCap in my first year, uh, I would come to town, uh, spend a week or two at PopCap, and hey, I wanted to see some folks. I'm away from my family. Uh, my evenings are free, which is you know a rarity for a person with uh, you know a wife and two kids. And so, hey, let's get up. Let's let's get together and talk. Mm-hmm. And that ended up being like for me easy because I would cycle through Seattle every couple of months, every month or two. And when I came to town, I was like, let's do this, yeah. yeah. And and really, all a scene needs is a person to put the flag on the moon and say, let's do this. Yeah. And th- that was my experience. Yeah, it's been ours as well. Yeah. Yep. And so, at the end of that, after having moved to Seattle, I really wanted to uh, step that up and take a, a larger role in trying to channel the community and kind of build it a bit. And so, um, and so, over the last couple of years, we've tried to grow it from being a, a, a meetup held exclusively. Uh, for conversation yeah casual uh, casual meetup at a bar yeah uh, Yeah. establishment to Mm -hmm. trying to leverage all of the great developers in Mm town because honestly I mean Seattle is not unlike many other game development hubs there's just a ton of developers whether it's San Francisco Vancouver San Diego New York Boston right there's these these cadres and um And so we started doing these field trips where we would uh, ask a developer to host, make it really chill, let them know that they had the option to talk about something they had just shipped, Uh, but really, ultimately, selfishly, I just wanted to hear their game. Yeah, yeah. So just throw the game up on a screen, get some speakers, and just play it, because honestly I don't play enough uh, games and so, I don't hear enough games. Right, yeah. and so it's so, a, a chance to get a guided experience. Oh, yeah. Get the shorthand of like yeah. of the game. So, for instance, ArenaNet had the community over. Yeah. Right, and uh, walked us through the one of the Guild Wars expansions they just shipped. Right, and we got to see all these little hidden developer. It was like getting uh, did you watch developer commentary on like a movie or something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Like yeah, the was, director's it's commentary. Live. Yeah. In front of you. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's great. And so uh, I hope to do more of that during my time. Uh, you know, again, I feel like these are the people in your neighborhood. Right. Yeah. And there's one thing that's cool about that is that it makes folks familiar with what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I hope that the other side of that is for developers, hey, these are the folks who you'll want to be talking to when you need help. Yeah. yeah right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, because every developer gets to that point, and I almost feel like they find themselves shell-shocked. Like, they poke out of their groundhog hole and are like, who's around? Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know anyone. I've been working too hard. Yeah. Um, and so, anyway, my I feel like that has been... A nice side effect of these field trips is yeah. just bringing I, I, raising I, awareness.
0: I think a, a really interesting thing is like we get a, we get I think more students and freelancers out to the the Vancouver meetups.
1: Yeah, than so it's been than fun AAA a-
0: people, which is awesome. Like I think I love the community um, yeah. but I always I always wished more AAA people came out. Yeah. because with the unfortunate boom and bust that goes on. In AAA. Um, they may be people that are really talented out there that I don't know and haven't met that could use a job. Oh, yeah. And if more of those people came out to these networking events, these casual networking events, yeah. then you'd be like, oh, unfortunately, I heard that that studio closed down now. And I've talked to the audio guy there. I should, like, check out if he's okay or if he's needing anything. If, like, yeah. I can recommend him to somebody. Yeah. But you're like, oh, that place closed down. I don't I don't know who worked there.
2: Yeah. You yeah. You know, yeah. like,
0: poking your head out from your, like, siloed studio. Yeah. And two, if you're a freelancer, poke your head out and meet the community so that you become a member of it. And, you know, it's that whole, like, most of the time it feels like we hire the people
2: we know. Yeah. There's word of mouth recommendations. Well and right person for the job, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ultimately, if there is a specialty that you cannot fulfill as part of your role on a project, you will find the person who can do that job. If you know one, yeah. I've been doing that more and more, for yep. sure, and it's so helpful. Yeah, well, and it comes from knowing the right people f- yep. f- for the for the situation. Mm-hmm. I guess you can only really know that if yeah. you've yep. met them, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so definitely, definitely. Uh, I am I, always a little bit surprised by that yep. when when people in a community uh, are not interested in engaging mm-hmm. in the community, which is again, I will. You know, give allowances for people who are maybe uncomfortable in large groups. Sure. Yeah, uh, totally. People
0: we are, who, a, I think, largely a fairly introverted group of people. We, you know, we like to hide away in our little studios and make sounds yeah. and stuff.
2: Mm-hmm. There's definitely part of that personality, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, but also, you know, uh, I imagine, you know a person gets comfy in their gig yep they're feeling good and uh, you know surprise five years goes by you haven't poked your head up yeah Yeah. all of a sudden your studio goes down it's not a situation I'd want to be in no. no not having connected or engaged with the people in my neighborhood yeah mm-hmm. because I will be looking for some help yeah. at that point you know uh and that's uh That's just, I guess, an advocacy for people to get up to do these things and to, uh, you know, take the uncomfortable path sometimes. I know Akash uh, has got a great series on, you know, how to network and networking um, tips to help folks um, in situations like that. He's a huge advocate for it. Uh, great set of, great series of videos that he does so definitely seek those out if you're the kind of person who maybe doesn't uh, need some help understanding the best way to, to approach that kind of situation mm-hmm. uh, because I think that's a skill too right totally it's a skill that uh, somehow we are not taught directly yeah but ultimately everyone has learned yeah for better or
1: worse I was thinking about it the other day, how school taught me nothing about being your own business at all, Yeah. I completely trained to work for, for a company or for the government. I feel like in Canada, it was like, you want a government job, and that was like really <laughs> kind of pushed a bit. Um, but before I forget, I had to speak on the top of the community. I have, I have two community announcements. Do it. Announce them. April 1st, we're having our Vancouver meetup. Yes. Um, Guys from Riot are coming up: um, Marco, Jay, and uh, Brandon Reader. Hopefully, oh, you have listened to us before April. Hopefully, we've edited it before April. So, if you're in Seattle and you want to come up, they're doing a meet and greet, um, and uh, we're getting sponsored by VFS now. Our venue is way better. Yeah. Jam. Yeah. Yeah. So,
0: so we're stepping
1: up. We I went to much the much I went to the Seattle meetup and was like, oh man. I gotta, I gotta. Stamp <laughs> the it big, up the, the big bungee one. I've
0: been, <laughs> I've been doing that drive down to the Seattle meetups every time there's a studio one. Yeah, sure. That you throw because when I leave work early and I go down. I'm always like, come on, like who's gonna come with me? And it's nobody. It's nobody. I'm doing it solo all the time. And finally, the bungee one happens. Yeah. We got two carloads of people to come down, and everyone was like, why have I not been doing this? This is so great. like, nice. Yes,
1: nice. Now you see. Now, cool. so I think. I think there going to be more of the people yeah. traveling down, which is going to be really cool. My second big announcement, which I'm extra excited about, is that um, M. Halberstadt. Don't do that. Oh, not ta- My second don't announcement. T- don't tap the table. <laughs> my second announcement, which I'm super excited about as well, is that M. Halberstadt, my new employee, who I hired last You have an uh, employee. I have an employee. Uh, yeah, she's, she and her roommate, and with the help of Jen Lewis, are starting a
2: Women in Game audio meetup. Awesome. In yeah. Cool. And that's, maybe a podcast. That's awesome. That's great. That's great. Uh, again, cool. a, and that's the kind of thing that I hope gets communicated to cause the Sayout community because the a broader community. Yeah, and the broader community at yeah. large because, hey, that's a short drive. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, so, continuing on the, the community topic, um, I wanted to ask, I was thinking about while we were talking, what prompted you... You hold, um, there's no podcast that being recorded this year, because unfortunately Anton is there, um, but every morning you have been recording the Game Audio podcast, your podcast, um, you and Anton, uh, at Site Class Coffee every morning and do a big roundup of like, hey, what did everybody learn yesterday? What is everybody going to today?
1: At such an ungodly hour, I've never made it once. (laughs) (laughs) Um, A lot of people are better than me. It's, you know, it's this great meeting point
0: for all the game audio people to start out the day at. Yeah. What prompted you to start that?
2: Sure, well, the genesis really goes back a little bit further because uh, when Anton and I first started going to GDC... We realized really quickly how much we love the knowledge share. Yeah, right. And we created the Game Audio Podcast as a way to continue those conversations throughout the year, to continue having those discussions, continue the knowledge share. And, uh, you know, over the past six years, you know, have had a lot of great conversations and released them uh, to the community. Yeah. What then started happening is we found ourselves at GDC year after year and we thought to ourselves well maybe there's a way that we can take the learnings that happen at GDC and broadcast them further right because I feel like people who come to GDC have a very unique perspective on game audio Mm -hmm. because they are here because they are feeling the pulse of what's happening Mm -hmm. and that's super clear sitting around that table in the morning and just catching the inspirational wave yeah. off of people who are sharing their experiences and their inspirations, mm-hmm. and so really it was this idea of how can we how can we take the, this pulse that we feel at the conference and share it, go wide with it, and uh, and that's how we started doing it, right, and it it uh, is have always. Been intended to be a very safe, open, and inclusive place yeah. for people who feel like they can roll up and share yeah. without being judged or, you know, talked down to. Uh, and it's year after year just extremely fulfilling yeah. to see that space created and. Just the the love and sharing that happens during. So, mm-hmm. um, so that was that was the original intention. Yeah,
0: it's been it's been amazing. I mean, I think that this year with no formal podcast being recorded, yep. that will totally be missed. But there is even more people out now than ever. Yeah, it just keeps growing bigger and bigger. Yeah. I think we're going to achieve this critical mass where the upstairs of sight glass is going to collapse.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh man, steel beams and wood—we're good. We're good for a while. Uh, but to the to to that, like sight glass Coffee has been nothing but supportive of having us there. Yeah. You know, when we started doing it, we were like super under the radar. Like, hey, yeah, come on, coffee that's best in town. We're just going to do this. Yeah. Take over a table, you know. Chill, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And it has turned, as you said, into this critical mass yeah. of humans. Yeah. And as that has evolved, you know, we have attempted to, you know, bring sight glass in uh-huh. on it and have that be, be sure that they they're aware people are coming. Well, uh, <laughs> have that conversation, right? Or at least let them know. Yeah. And all week long. They are nothing but supportive, yeah. And you know, I talked to one of the owners yesterday, and he was like, "Oh, love that you guys do this here. I yeah. love the community spirit that you bring to this." And so to be kind of gratified by yeah. their appreciation for that, it you know, is the best possible outcome of something that started out pretty small, right? A, a dozen folks around the table, yeah. chatting about things and stuff, right? Yeah. To this, it is a bit of a, a challenge with I mean, as many people as we have, but uh, it's great because the discussions are amazing. Yeah, totally. It's pretty fun. Uh, I guess maybe branching out of that too. Yeah. Right. Lunches, behi- lunches behind the carousel. Yeah, that is a good is that reaching day. critical mass yet this year I mean there's enough space for a lot of people a lot yeah. of people I know. think
0: I think I think the the lunchtime carousel thing is is still growing yeah sure it is I don't think it is as big as the morning sight class thing because I think I think the, the great thing about that is not how early it is because that's horrible <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's this it's the start to the day so yes. it's this thing that happens before the talks happen gets yeah and you, you know you need coffee yep. right you know you need, need your, your start of your day you pick me up so it's like okay I'm gonna go to that I know I'm gonna meet a whole bunch of people and find out what's happening in the day and get some ideas and you know share the love and, and then move on to the conference yep by the time lunchtime happens I think that's when you're more like oh well I've, I've met somebody that you know I didn't meet before and we're gonna go to this we're gonna have a lunchtime meeting and so there's I think there's a bit more diversity Yep, that happens at lunchtime and people branching out, but there's still if it's kind of like well, if I if I don't have anything a meeting or I've got yeah. something, I always know I can go to the carousel yep. and there'll be people
2: there. Yeah, if you're at loose ends to have a place where you know you can yeah. find people to talk to because ultimately I think the ideal during a conference is to you know, be able to have Conversations and share knowledge, and you know, get words out of your head with people mm-hmm. um, as much as possible, yeah. right? And kind of fuel this conversation. And so, just having it there as a you know optional thing for someone to show up to. Uh, and again, open, inclusive, just come as you are. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's no there's no dollar limit you bring your own lunch it's not like we all need to roll out to a restaurant and decide you know what how many dollar signs it's gonna be right I remember okay this is this is my first GDC story
0: I've told this a bunch I don't think I've told (laughs) it on the podcast I don't think so yeah Um, I came as a freelancer Total, like, I drove down, I couldn't afford to fly, like, you know, Budget Hotel, just was doing it all, like, as quick and dirty as I could, you know, got the audio pass, uh, met up with Rob Bridget, who was at uh, Bioware at the time. Radical. Rob Blake? Rob, Rob Bridget.
2: Brid, Rob Blake. Rob Blake. Blake Rob, Blake, Blake, Rob Blake. Blake is Bioware. Rob
0: Blake. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Okay. Wrong Rob. Run okay. run. we got this we started we got the Robs this. you got me
0: see community you're supporting me it's <laughs> history good. represent uh, so met, met Rob Blake yeah. he's at Bioware I'm like you know have left EA and am floundering around freelancer don't know what I'm really doing yet feel very imposter syndrome didn't have a word for it at the time but feel like I've just I've glommed on this he's like oh yeah you know come by come by the booth at the end of the day we're going out we're going out for dinner and I'm like okay still feel like I'm sort of inviting myself along to this whole whole business meet up with him and he's uh, been out with some gearbox people and it's like oh my god these are like all oh, like such great you know people audio directors and ah I'm like aw and, and we go to the Death Star um, for dinner Top of the Marriott Top of the Marriott Yeah, ain't cheap Nope. But I'm like, I'm not turning this down. I'm not walking away because I'm pinching my pennies. I'm, yeah. I'm, you know, I'm taking this opportunity and grabbing it yeah. and going with it. So I'm all looking at the menu going alright what's the cheapest thing on the menu what can I have for <laughs> I won't have breakfast tomorrow that's okay I'll just skip breakfast tomorrow i get like a granola yeah. bar like it's yeah. okay I'm gonna do this right okay get a burger I can, I can scrape together for a burger it's yeah. okay you know great dinner like great talking with these guys great conversation worth, so, it. It, all, worth like, it totally worth it you know I'm like okay I'm making this work and then bill comes the duel of who's paying for the whole bill that starts <laughs> happening with the company credit cards, and I'm just like, oh, thank goodness, I can eat tomorrow. This is, like, just, you mean elevated you didn't, you even mean you didn't better? Taking the bill? <laughs> you didn't offer to pay the whole thing. I was fully like, you know, I got my wallet out. I'm no, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm pulling back. I'm not paying for the table, but I'm not yeah. like expecting a handout. I'm no, paying exactly. my part for this. Exactly. I'm doing yeah. my. Yeah. But it was just like, oh. This is so much better. This is amazing. Yeah, that's great.
2: That's a great story. Uh,
0: when Rob moved to Vancouver, he came out to our meetup and I told him that story. and He's yeah. like, I don't remember that at all. That's so funny. <laughs> that's great. So, you know, you come to these things and you do whatever you do to get these experiences. Yeah. Well, and
2: it' worth it. And again, the price of a cup of coffee yeah. or, you know, whatever you drag over behind the carousel. Yeah. Right? And I, I think that 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 inclusivity right yeah. and it's cool that folks threw down and took care of the bill yeah right but uh, and like, I think
0: from since yeah. then
2: our community
0: as game audio has yeah. really grown yeah and now there is these more things Or like how do we include everybody how do yeah. we make sure that yeah. the, you know we can do something where the guy pinching his pennies can still hang out yeah. with everybody and not feel like that was a right. fully internalized thing that went on with me yeah, I didn't totally let anybody know that yeah. at the time yeah. you know but I'm sure there's a lot of people here today that feel that way
1: yeah, yeah. And, and I have
0: so to be given something to like hey totally doesn't matter dude yep lady I- bro person Yo. whoever it may be I need to give Dog, mad props uh, to cat.
2: organizations right because everyone partying at the i mixer last night yep Jam. Right? Yeah. No barrier of entry there. Yeah. Nice. Uh, same thing will happen tonight at the awards. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's no cost of admission. Yeah. Right? And so, again, it, you know, props to the organizations for coordinating these events that do not have a barrier of entry yeah. in that way. And it is inclusive in that way.
1: Yeah. And we finally have achieved that with our meetup group, I think, which was a long... We had a rough period where we had to charge,
2: and I didn't like it. Yeah, so I think we're good now. I mean, when you're building something, yeah, sometimes you yeah. need to lay the foundation. Yeah, and right? my company was throwing as much money as it as I could, as I could. But yeah, well, and I guess that's why uh, you know I've been lucky to leverage the support of developers in town Yeah. because. You know, they don't I don't ask them to do anything. Yeah. Right. But they are happy to do
0: much more. Every, almost almost every single time I've come down to Seattle meetup, I'm driving down, I'm like, alright, I gotta grab something to eat. I there's I don't I don't know what's going on at the get. I'll grab something. Grab some fast food and eat in the car because I'm trying to make time. And I almost almost every single time I get there, and I'm like, oh my god, there's a giant Plate of food for everybody.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's great. And again, I don't ask for anything yeah. and developers are just, I, I think, again, they see the, the positive culture exchange there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Anyway, yeah. Jam. It's good. Cool. Well.
1: We're probably good. We're like a little over an hour here. So. I know. Um... Thanks so much for talking with us, Damien. You bet, Damian. Super And do you awesome. have any specific announcements? Yeah. Um, we're, uh,
2: we're pithy words If we want to um, connect to the Seattle right, group. Right, great. Awesome. Um, so there's a Seattle Game Audio Yahoo group and Seattle Game Audio Google group. You should just be able to Google that. Yeah.
0: You can find them there. That's where the Seattle meetups get formed. There's exactly. a really awesome people use that
2: to form a Friday lunch thing as well. Yes, so... so see we, is
0: all, it's pretty cool.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So the Bellevue area lunch meetup. Yeah, uh, which is a it, bit of a hub for a bunch of studios. Yep, every Friday they roll out. And again, what's great is they hit the food trucks mm-hmm. out in the quad and folks are welcome to brown bag it yeah. and there's no barrier of entry, right? Yeah. And I think, I think those are... Good things to think about. Uh, we're working on getting some consistency to the same kind of a meetup mm-hmm. uh, in downtown Seattle. Yeah, lunchtime meetup. So, but again, the the group is where you would find out about stuff. Yeah. Like yeah.
0: That. Uh not in a personal announcement. I also want to throw out um, there is a VR audio Seattle group has been formed as yeah. well. Um, so if you're in the Pacific Northwest area, that's another. Pretty cool looking audio focused
2: group. It was cool. I true. went to the inaugural. Yeah, I
0: miss the. I missed the first <laughs> we one. We had our own meetup.
2: The, yeah, I mean it was the same night. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, being run by uh, Jesse Holt and yeah. Chris Hegstrom. Mm-hmm. So and it was great. And they had it at a Kronos VR. There were a bunch of VR developers, uh, demos, and just a. As Chris said, you know they started that. In the spirit of knowledge sharing for this new technology, yeah, everyone's a baby. Yeah, everyone's trying all the things, and only by sharing the knowledge are they going to get there faster. Yeah, yeah. So, and that was great about your talk in Bellingham as well, oh, right? Because everyone who's uh, in VR right now is an expert. Yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> I know. I'm just going to be like, all the people, I'm going to get
1: overtaken so fast. It's not even going to be funny. <laughs> No, I hope not but I have a feeling that's gonna happen. Um, all right, so Dick. thanks, cool, thanks, thanks for coming Amy. out. You
0: bet. Thanks for taking the time. Anytime, thanks while for while at GDC me. with so much going on to talk to us. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for doing the podcast. Uh, you just gotta let me know when you're having me on your podcast.
2: Cheers. I'm, I'm doing I the love check, this. I'm doing the tour. tech boxes. I'm touring this.
0: all the podcasts. Cool. So. Cool. <laughs>
2: I love this idea. Yeah. It would be great. All right. Superpower team up. Wonder Tunes
1: activate. Uh, That's it. Thanks, everybody. Cool. All right.